Every day across Australia, it's tools up for Team Simmons because their people stand by their promise to start building your new home on time and on budget. So if you're ready to join the hundreds of Australians are welcoming home each and every month, talk to Simmons, the great Australian builder. And speaking of greatness, Melbourne, Brisbane and Carlton, Nikki G. Carlton's mm. at the top of the Premiership ladder after as we roll into round four. Everyone is trying yeah. to determine, is it real or is it just an early season overreaction? And joining me with his infamous red pen is Footy Live's premium analyst, Nikki G. What's grabbed your attention this week, mate? Oh, plenty. And the red pen will definitely be out again this week. I've got my own a few teams. Um, I'm looking forward to talking about the likes of Essendon uh, this week. The, the pressure's on them. But um, certainly, um, oh, you can also put it through Port Adelaide after last night's putrid display. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about it um, during the show, I guess. That's we will. Firstly, let's get into our mouse watch games, and it starts tonight. We're going down, down on the V line, down to Cadinia Park, watch Geelong and Brisbane live out their bitter, bitter rivalry. Mm. Uh, no need to say that last time these two guys clashed, they clashed literally. Coaches, yep. players, quarter time, it all went down. But uh, unfortunately for Brisbane, they haven't actually beaten Geelong in Geelong since uh, 2000, 2003 was their last victory. Unbelievable. Down in Cadinia Park. So can they break the hoodoo tonight? And according to the media and according to uh, Chris Fagan, they're excited for it. They're excited mm. to... Check another thing off the list. Yep, yeah. Uh, I, I personally, I've got Brisbane as my team to beat this year. I've loved the way they've started the season. I know all the talks about Carlton and whatnot, but um, quietly flying under the radar up north are the Lions, and um, I, I'm expecting them to cause a bit of an upset tonight. Um, like you said, they haven't won um, in Geelong since 2003. It's a long time, but records are made to be broken, and... Uh, I, I'm actually I'm backing them to win, and as you said, there's a little bit of a rivalry brewing. I think they would have left Geelong last week, um, uh, last year. Sorry, uh, feeling robbed after that infamous uh, Zach Bailey non-call in front of the goals, and they ended up losing. But yeah, I reckon they'll have a bit of a chip on their shoulder when they return down the highway, and yeah, I'm expecting them to win, Gorda. Yeah, and I think it's a nice matchup for for Brisbane because Geelong traditionally, and it'll be interesting to see how they play because they haven't played at home in Geelong yet this year. But traditionally at home, they look to squeeze teams, look to be quite dour and defensive. But this year, they've opened themselves up a bit and they're turning the ball a bit more over. They're being a bit more attacking, but obviously making a few more mistakes, which is not very Geelong-like the last few years. If they just started to play that against Brisbane, you'd think that Brisbane's the better team at playing that game style and it really plays into Brisbane's hands. So are you expecting Geelong to stick to their guns or are you expecting a uh, Chris Scott coaching uh, masterclass mm. in mind games? Well, I mean, he's, he's already changed the team up around a bit. He's he's giving Joel Salwood a rest and you'd think this is, you know, a bigger game than what, you know, next week might hold uh, for Geelong on Easter Monday. But, yeah, he's decided to give a few players a rest. Um I don't know what he might do with tactics. Tactics. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, usually, yeah. Usually, Geelong are ones to uh, stick to their yeah stick to their guns and you know rely on their game plan a bit. But as we've seen this year, speed kills. A lot of teams are winning with fast football, and um, I think Geelong are one of those teams that can get found out with that sort of game style against them. So. 
Um, I, I like what I've seen from the Lions this year. Lockie Neal's in form. Their midfield's on fire. The forwards are firing. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Geelong might have to uh, flick around a few pieces and uh, try and just combat what the Lions might bring tonight. But it'll be interesting. I'm really looking forward to tonight. Definitely a must-watch game. Absolutely. And the stats back you up there. Geelong's the ranked last for their pressure factor this season. 170, whatever that number means. I'm sure they make it up. But they're not very good at the ferocious football that is winning people games this year. Yeah. And uh, another fun fact, Lockie Neal had just 16 disposals and once in a clearance last time these two teams met in that infamous game. You'd imagine he bounces back and uh, makes up for uh, his average there and maybe yeah. you know, 50 touches. Ten clearances, a <laughs> couple of goals, <laughs> and uh, make sure he's your super coach captain. What's your must-watch game, Nico? I've got this week, I'm going for the Richmond and Bulldogs game. Um, I would have had the Melbourne Port game as well, but um, that obviously didn't turn out as we expected. But Richmond Bulldogs, um, each holding a 1-2 and two record this season, both wanting to win. But as we saw last year, I mean, Bulldogs will go into this game. Favourites, there's no doubt about that, so they should. But last season, it was interesting, um, round seven, when these two teams met. I think Richmond went into the game with uh, one one win in their last four games, and they were under the microscope a bit in the media. Um, people were writing them off, and I mean, for good reason too, as it turned out, but um, it, I find them that they're in a similar spot this season and they ended up bouncing back last year against the Bulldogs at the MCG in similar circumstances as this season. Um, and yeah, they responded well to all the media uh, pressure and they could very much do that again this week. They're getting some stars back. They're getting Jack Rewald in um, and Dion Prestia. They lose Dylan Grimes, but um, as we know, Richmond, you, I've written them off, um, but... I still think they're capable of, um, you know, putting in a good performance, especially at the MCG. Um, but I'm still expecting Bulldogs to win. But it, I just think it's going to be a really good game to watch on uh, Saturday night. Must watch footy. Hmm. Yeah, you can never. We can't really rule out Richmond yet. The you know the Tigers aren't exactly dead. But when it comes to matching up against the Bulldogs, that doesn't. Nothing really is in their favour. They're not a huge contested football team. The doggies love that. They're not yeah. really great at running out games at the moment. They're the worst qu- uh, fourth quarter performance team at the time. Doggies love running out games and taking games deep. Um, and if anything, the doggies are doing Richmond better than Richmond at the moment. Their tackle mm-hmm. ferocity is huge. Their their pressure rating is huge. Their chaos football is huge. So, yeah, yeah, it'd be hard to tip the Tigers, but um, it's definitely hard to write them off as well. So, as you said, must watch football now, speaking of must-watch, Nico, I know you've got one circled, and it's my upset alert. And so this is to avoid you standing bias. I've picked it. <laughs> I probably agree with you. But it's Hawthorne versus St Kilda is my upset alert. Now, is it really an upset? They're both 2 and one teams. So is it really an upset? Hawthorne's at home. It's at the MCG. Surely everything's in the favour yeah. here for a uh, for a Hawthorne game. But the bookies, and dare we say that they're wrong, because, you know, they always take your money. Mm. But they have you as the underdogs, so... How is Hawthorne getting the win this weekend? Well, it's going to be interesting. I understand why a lot of people still aren't putting their faith in the Hawks. Um, they're still a young team, and you never know. I mean, they've started this season off remarkably, considering uh, everyone's expectations on them. But, um, yeah, I, I think they'll continue to ride with this momentum wave that they've got going. Um, how do they win? 
don't play like they did in the first quarter last week. Um, Carlton just smashed them out of the middle. Uh, the, the two key forwards ran right a bit in that first quarter. Mackay and Kerno taking contested marks left, right and centre. The whole team was actually... Um, Hawthorne just couldn't compete. They looked undersized. And then somehow it all changed for the final three quarters. Hawthorne just started putting a little more pressure on the ball so that final kick going in, inside 50 wasn't so easy for Carlton to pop up to their big forwards. And I mean, going up against St Kilda this week, they've got those key forwards. They've got Max King, who's in form, uh, Tim Membry, Jack Hayes, uh, obviously Marshall and Ryder, the two Ruckman. Um, Hawthorne are going into this game with just one Ruckman as well, obviously with the other two injured, McAvoy and Max Lynch. Um, but yeah, I, I think if Hawthorne want to win this game, they just need to bring that pressure around the footy like we saw last week. And that rebounding off a halfback um, is remarkable, obviously led by CJ and uh, Jack Scrimshaw, who, who's escaped serious injury. Will Day was back in that side last week. Uh, they're a dangerous side, Hawthorne, on the on the counter-attack, and I think um, they're, they're more than capable of winning this game. But, yeah, they just need to compete in the clearances a little more this week and shut down those uh, big key forwards. Mm. I have a question for you as a Hawthorne fan, so mm. be as biased as you want. Tommy Mitchell, are you concerned about him being in a form slump, or is his drop-off in numbers more indicative of a change of game style and sharing the load amongst the uh, midfield? Definitely the latter, I think. I, I am concerned a bit. He certainly hasn't brought, um, obviously, the form he has over the last couple of seasons in terms of just racking up the pill and whatnot. But I do think that's almost a part of Sam Mitchell's plans. I think the midfield is seeing a higher rotation. He's throwing in guys like John Newcomb in there, Josh Ward. Um, yeah, Connor Nash has gone through there a few times as well. He's getting the young, the young blood through that midfield. He doesn't want to have to rely on the likes of Tom Mitchell and Jay Gray Mira to rack up 30, 40 touches every week and hope that wins some games of football. Um, we're seeing Mitchell float forward a bit more. His midfield minutes are heavily reduced. And, um, I mean, I'd like, I do, would like to see his output um, increase a bit more, but I think that's just him adjusting to a new role in this young Hawthorne side. Um uh, hopefully, I think uh, we, we are getting smashed in the clearances um, despite our good form over the last few weeks. So something needs to change in that midfield pretty quickly. I'm not sure if Mitchell will just go back to throwing Mitchell in there 90, 95% of the time during the game. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they you know, turn this um, clearance and contested possession game around. But... Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully Mitchell does, Tom Mitchell does, um, turn his form around a bit. I'd like to see him, yeah, get a bit more of the pill would be nice. Absolutely. So the last question for you as a Hawthorne fan is, are you scared of St Kilda? Because obviously against Carlton, I think you were nervous, Mm. but you know, Mm. confident of competing. Is that this week, is it the same? Do you see St Kilda being the same prospect as Carlton or is it more like this is a game that we should be winning? No, well, yeah, no, I am scared of St Kilda. I don't think Hawthorne supporters are still in the position where we should be expecting to win games of football. Every game we go into is going to be hard. Every game we go into is going to be, is going to make us uh, underdogs. Um, yeah, we shouldn't be expecting to win games of football. We should just be expecting to see the little wins and um, continue to improve. Um, yeah, I'm not judging Hawthorne this season off wins and losses, so definitely not going into a 
game um, against an opponent who should be top eight this season to to win. So St Kilda are rightly favourites and hopefully uh, we just don't get smashed out of the park because that's what happened last year, the last time we faced St Kilda. I think we lost by 60 or 70 odd points. So hoping just not to uh, see a blowout. Some competitiveness would be nice. Yes, which is what we saw last week as well when the uh, Tigers faded away and the Saints put down 43 points in the final quarter. So hopefully the Hawks yep. can run out the game. Now, your upset yep. alert. I'm going to say this is digging. This is reaching. This is this is a stretch <laughs> in my personal opinion. But what game have you got circled to try and win an extra tip this week? Essendon Adelaide. And the reason I've picked this is because the bookies have got Essendon as hot favourites, hot favorites, which I just find... Um, Bewildering, really. I mean, Essendon are going into this game zero and three. Uh, I know they've had a, a pretty rough start to the season in terms of their fixture, and they've played some top sides like Melbourne and Geelong. Um, but to still have them as one dollar forty favourites against Adelaide, who you know will be going into this game with far less pressure on their shoulders. They achieved a very nice showdown win last week, and after the siren, they'll have a lot of confidence off that. They regain. Tex Walker in the forward line, uh, which is a worry for Essendon because their defence hasn't really held up that great this this season. I wouldn't be... I mean, I'll probably still tip Essendon, to be honest, uh, because they should be winning the midfield battle quite easily. But yeah, Adelaide, they bring in Tex Walker, they bring back Rory Sloan. Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't write the Crows off. Um, I, I think this will be a lot closer than what some people are expecting. We'll be back after a quick break. It, and a good contest here, and you know, Essendon mm. in crisis is is good for everyone in football except for Essendon fans. And even then, I think somehow they've become used to it. You know, thousands of days without yeah. a finals win, it becomes a kind of like a sick in joke that you can all share the pain with. Yeah. Unfortunately, for that angle though, they do win when they're favourites. So they've won eight of their uh, seven of their last eight as favourites. They've lost eight of their last nine as underdogs. So mm. they just the bookies usually get them right. Which is uh, yeah. which is unfortunate for our upset angle. That being said, do, also, if they, if are they you can lose this game. That that's pretty much it for Essendon, I think, for for this season. Zero and four, uh, not beating sides at home that they should be beating. Um, yeah, I, I think that's yeah, pretty it's much. It's a high, high pressure game. Yeah, high, high pressure game. But that being said, has the pressure been let off too much for Adelaide? So a lot of times you see games where if you go to the emotional bank, we saw Sydney drop off after Buddies 1000th. Can we expect Adelaide, the super young team, you know, not experienced at those milestone games, not experienced at a big win at the Adelaide Oval? Can they back it up week to week or is it going to expect drop off from the youngsters? Mm. Oh, I mean, yeah, you, you never know with, with Adelaide, but um, 
yeah, expected a drop off. I think um, you, again, you never know, and playing away from home is always difficult as well. So, um, yeah, it'll be in, it'll be interesting to see. But I don't know. I, I think I think the last time Adelaide have quite a good record at Marvel Stadium. They've got they've got to tend to uh, cause an upset or two when they travel down there. So um, I, I'm just I'm not going off uh, stats or anything for this one, but. More so just the vibe of things and, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But I think the Crows, they'll definitely back themselves against an out-of-form bomber side. Hmm. I feel like most sides in the competition, except for maybe North, are backing themselves against the Bombers at the moment. But uh, That's, yeah. we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. Last game we're going to highlight this week is our what we like to call our tipping comp winners. The 50-50s that you just sit there for ages, way too long on your lunch break and go... This team, that team, this team, that team. And then you just forget to pick it on the day and you just take the home side. It's Fremantle versus GWS. It's a Fremantle side that we can never trust. And they've let me down because I've been I've been the majority <laughs> shareholder of Fremantle stock yeah. for the last three seasons. And it's 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 like Bitcoin. It's about to crash, I reckon. <laughs> um, whereas GWS, they've, they're, they're on a bubble. They've been heavily invested in. Their stock's been inflated and they still have not reaped any rewards on investment. Um are you trusting the Giants yet? Can we get a read on this team? Is this team resetting? Is this team rebuilding? Or is this a team that should be playing, you know, finals and being in a top top mm. six, top four contention? Yeah, I've had my trust issues with the Giants for sure. Um, they're just one of those teams you expect to, I mean, make finals and do well in finals as well with the team that they've got. Um, but then Fremantle on the other hand. I mean, the Dockers, this is another game where I'm just confused why they're hot favourites. I know they're playing at home. I know they're coming off a good win in the Derby, albeit against the, you know, undermanned West Coast side. But, yeah, going up against the Giants, I think the Giants found some good form last week against the against the Suns. Um, it took the Giants a while this season to get going, but I liked what, they, what I saw from the midfield group and, you know, going up against the Fremantle side, who I believe is still without uh, Nat Fyfe. I think um, uh, I think the Giants should be winning the ball out of there um, quite easily with the with the, the men that they've got and you know the, the forwards that they've got as well and Riccardi and Hogan and yeah I, I mean yeah I'm, I'm not quite sure why Fremantle are such favourites in this game but yeah the Giants I, I'd still expect them to win games like this. This is the games they should be winning if they want to play finals. So. Yeah, it's definitely a 50-50, and if people are looking for a leg up on some opponents in some tipping competitions, I'd be picking the Giants in this one. Mm. History is against you, unfortunately, though, Nico. Mm. They've lost, the Giants have lost six of the last seven at Optus Stadium by an average of 20 points. So they just don't like it out west. They just don't like that, mm-hmm. that, that plane flight. Maybe they get into arguments on the plane. Maybe it's something really simple like that, but they just hate going and playing at Optus Stadium. Well, now's, now, now is the time for them to turn that around. Time to change the narrative. You know, I, I think they're good enough to be making finals. They should be. They have to be winning games like this. If they if they uh, exit the weekend one and three, it's not a good look on Leon Cameron. There's been talks this week about James Hurd taking over the job there. Apparently, he's been lurking around the position a bit. So, I don't know. Um yeah, I just think they have to be winning this. We have to expect more from GWS. 
they shouldn't be losing to sides like Fremantle. Um, so I'll probably back them in to win this one. They've got their backs against the wall. Yeah. Yep. As do I, and so I'll be taking the Fremantle because now I know who you're tipping, and we can go fifty-fifty <laughs> and split either way. So that's that's good for everyone involved in our tipping competition. Speaking of the Giants, our favourite segment, the Super Coach segment, the essential purchase of the week. You've turned my team around personally, and for that I thank you. I used to, you know, be a be an absolute noob that averages, you know, eighteen hundred. Now I'm in the twenty twos. I not know my. I'm not a Super Coach by any description of the word, but you certainly are. And so, who should we be buying this week? Well, I personally, I'm, I'm not. I'm saving my trades for a bit later in the season. But there is one player in the midfield. If you do have any underperforming midfielders, uh, Tom Green of GWS. I, I, I'm tipping him to be uh, the highest Giants scorer this season in SuperCoach. That's you know, including the likes of Josh Kelly and Canelio. I'm, I'm expecting uh, Tom Green to really jump up this season. He's starting the season off in the first three rounds with 164, 106, and 149. And, um, yeah, he's already increased in price. Obviously, the prices went up last week. Uh, he jumped up 72000 but he's still priced at, you know, he's still underpriced, I think, at 502 with a break-even of 45. so he will go up again this week. This is probably the cheapest we'll be able to get him all season. So if you're looking for another midfielder this week, um, it's definitely worth um, downgrading to Tom Tom Green and pocketing a bit of cash as a bonus. So jump on him. Um, He's going to be, I think, a pivotal part of GWS's season this year. There we go. There is the hot purchase. Speaking of hot, our tips are hot. We're, we're going all right in tipping competitions, I reckon, this year. And so the yep. put-your-house-on-it picks, we are we are property moguls at the moment. And it's all brought to you by Simmons Homes, the great Australian builders. So build us out some selections for the weekend, Nico, your best prop and your best pick. My prop this week, uh, Gordo, is for Buddy to kick five or more. Obviously, the Suns are going up against North Melbourne, who were absolutely pumped last week at the Gabba against the Lions. They conceded nine goals in the final quarter. They allowed McCarthy to kick five goals, Zach Bailey to kick four, Danaher to kick three. Charlie Cameron kicked two goals, six, so he could have ended up with eight on a different nine. But I think... I'm not expecting Sydney to win by 100 points, but I am expecting them to give North Melbourne um, confidence shot, North Melbourne, another pumping and... Buddy Franklin will be the main beneficiary up forward with a bag of five or more goals. So there you go. That's my hot tip for prop. And my pick is Carlton over Gold Coast. I'm not happy with what I've seen from the Suns this year. I think they needed to make changes in midfield this week, Gordo. They got absolutely smashed last week against the Giants um, in that part of the ground. Um, And they they had guys in their VFL side who are performing very well, actually. James Sitters, who hasn't played an AFL game yet, but he had 25 touches, nine tackles, two goals against Sydney last week in the VFL. Charlie Constable had 13 tackles, 20 touches. And Elijah Hollins, another man waiting to debut, he had 20 touches himself. These are the guys uh, the the Suns should be looking to bring in to give the likes of Took Miller and Matty Rowell a chop out in the midfield. But instead, they go for a key defender in Jai Farrar, a small forward in Malcolm Roses, who's only played three games. I'm not sure 
what he, he's going to do against Sydney this week. So um, they do bring back Isaac Rankin as well, who's a handy addition. But I just think they should be bringing in a couple of more midfielders. They've got them there. Just give them a run. So they're going up against Carlton, obviously. Uh, I think this could get ugly with the way that Carlton midfield is performing. So, yeah, I think it, yeah, it could get quite ugly. Yeah, I tend to agree. And especially when you think that's the one thing, that's one, you know, yes, Carlton's got great defence. They've got some key forwards, but their they're, they're bread and butter, their meat and potatoes is their midfield and just getting just bashing up teams. And then you look at the, mm. what they're going to turn out against uh, the Suns and, yeah, that's a fairly bashable midfield for the Blues. Mm. Uh, my prop, getting to the Richmond Bulldogs game, Tim English has just quietly been going about his business as arguably one of the best Ruckman in the competition at the moment. Not Ooh. for his tap work, he's doing it for everything else. So he's averaging 23 disposals, 7 clearances, and 3 centre bounce clearances against the Richmond side, where centre clearances definitely they're struggling at the moment, and clearances in general. He's mm. ranked number one amongst AFL Ruckman for those key indicators. So I've got him for 20-plus disposals on the weekend to cause a bit of havoc and uh, keep old Nan Curvis on his toes. Yeah. And in my pick, like there is no upset here, Nico. <laughs> Essendon. Essendon <laughs> will beat the Crows because well, if they lose... It's only the worst start to a season since 1967. Really? And if we, we, you know, 1967 is the last time they started 0 and 4. Wow. If they go 0 and 4 this week, Ken Hinckley's off the hook. Everyone's forgotten about Ken Hinckley. And the performance was dished up by the power last night. It'll be all about Essendon. It'll be all about the fire at the hangar. They'll have to roll out Kevin Sheedy to put it out and distract (laughs) people and talk about marshmallows. But as you mentioned in the preview, They've played Geelong, they've played Brisbane, they've played Melbourne, all top four sides from last year. Now they get Adelaide. Yep. Now they get the free hit at home. They should be winning. They will be. win. And then uh, and then Rotten will be okay. Everything will be okay again. Winning solves everything and the Bombers will be all right come Monday morning. There well, they won't and it'll be hilarious. <laughs> I like it. That brings us to the end of our preview, Nico. Thanks for joining us as our premium analyst. Uh, If you want to see more of Nico's work, head to at AFL Footy Live for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and uh, check out all the stats, all the facts, and all the scores for the weekend's matches on the Footy Live app. And until Monday, enjoy the game.